Hey everybody, welcome back to the Win in Marketing Podcast. My name is Will. In 2024, um, the SMMA or agency life, agency business model is more popular than ever. Um, and it's good. And it's a good and bad thing because that means that more than ever, there are more people making money through marketing, but more than ever, there is more people that are trying to make a quick buck and not so much looking to actually improve the marketing performance of these small to medium sized businesses that they target. And it kind of devalues real marketers like you and I, I assume you're a real marketer or somebody that wants to improve their marketing if you're listening to this podcast. And so in this video, in this podcast, I wanted to go over how you can actually attain these clients from the people that are trying to make a quick buck, how you can stand out from the rest and really, you know, start to scale your agency in 24. Building a marketing agency is hard. It's It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of manual work at first before, you know, you get a little, a small team on you, but it's definitely worth it. And it's the beginner business that I think most people need to begin taking advantage of. If you're looking to kind of start branching out, if, if you have a nine to five that you're not super fond of, you have a little bit of marketing experience, or you just want to improve the marketing of your own business, um, I think this video is going to be good for you. So anyway, let's dive into number one. I've got five different ways that you can attain these clients for your agency or business in 2024. And the first one, and the most obvious one that I would like to just get out of the way, but I wanted to put it on this list because it's more relevant than ever is building a personal brand. Um, something like this podcast is, is a good example of building a personal brand. I also have a YouTube channel that I am going to be more consistent on in 2024. I've got a video coming out this Friday. But I, uh, over the past couple of years, have just posted content marketing strategies, uh, social media management strategies, how to get these clients, um, what's trending in the digital marketing space as a whole. And through that time, I've accumulated uh, almost 4,000 subscribers on YouTube, a couple hundred followers on Instagram. And it's definitely brought some clients my way that I wouldn't have had, you know, had I not started my personal brand. This podcast is something that I want to grow as well, not for the purpose of only getting clients, but because I enjoy it. You know, when you start a personal brand, you have this idea in mind that there, there's an outgoing thought of I'm doing this because I want more money, because I want more clients, I want more recognition, rapport, so that when I get these clients on a call, they're more likely to book me. And that is that is more than valid. I mean, it definitely helps and it is a nice perk to starting a personal brand. But I would say more than ever, it's fun. Not only is it fun, but it gives you a creative outlet to express what you've learned, how you've learned it, and how you can share that knowledge with other people as well. And so that was something that I, I thought was a good surprise when I started my personal brand was it gave me almost a break in my busy day. Um, and, you know, last year was living at my parents' house, was doing all the marketing stuff myself for my agency and a business partner was as well. And whenever I could get an hour to film, uh, it was like I was taking a break. It wasn't like I was working. It was like I was taking a break. And it was super, super fun to just kind of build that on the side while you're also passionately building your marketing agency. And as long as you create free value in as many forms as possible on social media, people will follow you. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big channel. I'm not a big personality but I share valuable information and it's been able to drive some good income, not only for my business, but also a couple of uh, establishing a couple of side revenue streams as well. And I'll, I'll touch on that 
here, but essentially what I was able to do was I saw a gap in the market as far as social media management um, agency YouTubers, for lack of a better term. Um, they would all post these videos and then they would let it be and they would kind of only funnel them to their website for client acquisition. Um, and I saw the potential to create a consultation business. Um, and so I started charging people for an hour of a consultation. People can book it whenever, and that is still live today, but people can book it, they can talk to me, they can ask me questions, they can connect with the face behind the screen. And it's built some awesome relationships, not only with the clients that I was able to get through that, but also just the people that wanted to come in and say, Hey man, where do I start? Where do I go from this? And it gives you a sense of fulfillment too, because you can kind of walk away from it thinking, man, I really helped that person out. And I have had people reach out to me, text me, email me and say, Hey, what you've told me has helped me land this client or, Hey, I'm starting this agency. I'm, you know, 14, 15, 16 year old and your videos have helped me. So, uh, create that side income as well and take advantage of it. Not, not to come across as, you know, uh, money hungry for lack of a better term but do something that's going to help people. So number one is personal brand. If you don't already have one, I would definitely consider, um, you know, creating one, creating YouTube channel, Instagram, and, and kind of doing, you know, maybe one content piece a week, start slow and then scale up once you feel more comfortable in front of a camera behind a microphone and so on. Number two, and it kind of flows into number one is just content marketing in general. Um, for this point, more so I'm talking about your agency's content marketing. Now you can intertwine personal brand and your agency and a lot of YouTubers in the actual space do that. But I more so mean content marketing as in create a newsletter, not only for your personal brand, but also for your agency, for your business. Um, create a newsletter for your business, create a website that is enticing and you know catching to the eye. And so when people come across your website, they kind of feel more um, inclined to go with you as a, uh, as an outlet, as a white label agency, because that is clean. Um, and then more so in the content marketing space I'm talking about is creating blog posts and ranking on SEO is very, very important. Um, the more blog posts you do, it does not necessarily mean the better. I have found a sweet spot within the businesses that I work with and that it's kind of one to two a week. Now the framework around this is create valuable content. I don't know how Google does it, but they know when you're, um, for lack of a better term, bull crap, <laughs> when you create a piece of content because you have a deadline and you need to get something out, um, it does not help you rank, but it does help you rank for the actual quality pieces of content that you put out there. And so that's something that I've had to tackle um, in the past couple of years was not only for the YouTube side, but also for my business side of what is a, an actual video or what is a piece of content that I can make that doesn't just get something out there to get something out there, but is, ac but is actually helping people and is valuable and people will actually take away from this blog post, newsletter post, YouTube video that is valuable. So a couple different ways this could help you. One is on the SEO side. If you create a blog post saying how small business owners can take advantage of, let's say your services, email marketing, how small businesses can take advantage of email marketing in 2024, and it gets traction on SEO on Google search and a small business is looking to, uh, you know, create this kind of marketing outlet for their business and they come across your website, they might book a call and that's great. And that's no, just another way for people to find you. And then the newsletter side of it, um, if people come to your website and you offer them 15% off the first month or a free week of work or whatever for them to join your newsletter, man, that's a good deal. People will take that. And if your average return on a customer is, let's say, $6,000, $10,000 a client, 
and you work for them for one week free, that's going to yield results down the line. I mean, that's still thousands of dollars in your pocket after you provide whatever you're providing. So content marketing is very, very important. And you can scale this method of marketing through multiple different factors. Just create one piece of content. And then on that piece of content, you can make a YouTube video, a blog post, newsletter. There's multiple different outlets that you can go through. Create one of those a week. Start with that along with a personal brand. And if you stay consistent in 2024, there's no way you won't succeed. I'll just say that. Number three I got here is networking. Um, networking, I more so mean on the local space. So when you think about networking, I think about um, going to Chamber of Commerce meetings, um, going to local marketing clubs and shaking hands and seeing these other business owners, learning more from them, but also connecting with them for a potential client. If you can truly build your network into something that is extremely valuable, and next thing you know, you are friends, you are, uh, you know, colleagues with people that own successful businesses, and you pitch them a marketing plan, they might go with you. Um, they're more so to go with you if they're in your network. If they've met you at a at a conference before, and they see that you're a young man or a young woman that's wanting to start this marketing agency, and they see the fire in your eyes, and and Look, I've gotten clients because I'm a, I'm good talking to people, um, and I'm not the best marketer out there. I, I am the first one to admit that I am not the best marketer in the world. I know what I'm talking about. I'm good at what I do, but that's there are thousands of people out there that are better than me. Um, but these clients know that, and they also know that working with somebody that is easy to work with and easy to talk to is just as valuable and yields just as good of results as someone that knows what they're talking about maybe a little bit better, but doesn't have the social skills that maybe I have or somebody else has. Um, and that's that's extremely important. You have to know how to talk to people, how to butter people up, but also do it in a genuine way that doesn't come across as salesy. So my advice for networking and kind of growing your network, if you live in a small area or there's no chamber of commerce around you, just connect with people on LinkedIn. Join a business Zoom uh, Zoom class or Discord or club or mentorship or something where you can connect with other business owners, agency owners, and just get to know people that know people because that's ultimately where the the, uh, the results is going to come. That's where the benefits are going to come to knowing people that are very well off and people that have started successful businesses in the past. Your net worth is truly your network. Reverse that. Your network is truly your net worth. Number four, local ads and kind of staying within the realm of, um, you know, kind of local demographic here. But a lot of people, when they start in SMMA, they go for these global or national companies that are not necessarily near where they live. Guys, if I were to go back and do it again, I would have just ruled the the local demographic that was in my area. There's so many small businesses. Think about how many small businesses are in your town or in your city that could use good marketing that aren't. I mean, it, it, it is absolutely wild to me that people will stay online and send these cold emails to these massive companies and not go knock on doors or go to these networking events and meet owners of these small businesses. It's, it's baffling to me. Run local ads. Guys, if you, you think that you can you know, rule your area with whatever service you think is needed in that area for these businesses, start running ads on Facebook, on Google, on LinkedIn for marketing help within the area and target it for that area. For instance, I'm in the Atlanta area, so maybe not a good idea to target these local ads. But if I'm in a smaller city like Athens, Georgia, which is about 70 miles away and it's not as big of a city, I could say, hey, Athens businesses, um, you know, running a deal right now for a free week of email marketing. Here's some past results that my clients have got. Boom, you just created a creative and a caption 
that you can run on Facebook, Google, and LinkedIn as well. And I say LinkedIn because it's business to business. And if you're already connecting with people on LinkedIn, then that's only going to to better your case. Um, there's also multiple different ways you could go about, you know, getting that creative done. That was just a quick idea off the top of my head. So it wasn't the best example, but I realized that. But if you don't have a budget for that, I completely understand. Um, I would focus more so on the last point I have here. And I'm going to tie this into number four, but it's cold outreach. So when you do cold outreach, and I've talked about cold outreach a lot, not only on this podcast, but also on my YouTube channel. Um, when you do cold outreach, you can get burnt out really quick. Um, and so automating your cold outreach is extremely important down the line. But if you're just beginning and you have a, a, you know, a fire under your ass, for lack of a better term, then you should do manual outreach. There's no reason, if you're going full in on SMMA in 2024, there's no reason why you shouldn't be sending 100 emails a day, 50 DMs, and 20 calls. You know, there's just no reason why. Um, when I first started my agency, that was a daily thing for me. And yeah, it took me a little bit to get my first client. But after I got that first client, man, the whole thing is a snowball. Get that testimonial. You pitch that testimonial to other clients and boom, you've got yourself a good client base that's willing to pay you upwards of five to $10,000 a month. And it's a very simple business model, but cold outreach, man, you can, you can start doing that today. These other things you might have to invest a little bit of money or set up, but I, I led that into, I led that in from number four to number five, because once you get a client with cold outreach, you can then take that, that first paycheck from the client, roll it into local ads and kind of use that as your first form of testing the scaling potential of your agency. And so what I mean by that is let's say you have uh, cold called, um, you know, these businesses and you get two med spa clients, which is great. Um, these two med spa clients both pay you, let's say 500 a month because you're a beginner, um, to start. So let's say you made a thousand months, a thousand dollars in the first month and you want 400 to 500 of that to go towards the advertising efforts of your agency, man, that 400 to $500, if done right, could get you three, four clients, definitely one. If done right, you have to at least get one with that. But you see what I'm going here, you know, within the radius of 25 to 50 miles of wherever you live, there are hundreds, if not thousands, depending on the area of businesses that could use exactly what you are selling. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and don't be afraid to invest a little bit of money to scale your agency. Um, it's something that really helped me, you know, when I was wanting to take the next step. And once I started investing in Facebook ads, not only did people find my, my company, but they found my personal brand and it gave that rapport that I needed to further land those clients. So don't be afraid to kind of put yourself out there as far as cold outreach and running local ads. But going back to cold outreach here, the three main methods, like I mentioned, are cold email, cold DM, and cold calling. In 2024, a lot of people are doing cold email. And so they're doing a lot of cold everything, to, to be honest with you, but email is becoming just a little bit saturated. So if you're going to stick with cold email, then you have to have an offer that would be stupid to say no to. Alex Ramosi talks a lot about this. Create an offer that's so good that if you were to be face-to-face -face with someone, face-to-face -face with someone and you pitch them with this offer, that if they said no, they would be genuinely stupid. This can range from anything from you know free work to a discount on your work based on the testimonials that you have. Um, it could be a free piece of content. Let's say, for example, I do newsletters for these companies. And the deal that I ran a while back was I was giving them one free newsletter tailored to their brand, you know, one free newsletter campaign to their brand. 
You know, who, who would say no to that? And they don't, they're not obligated to, to continue with working with me after that. They can just take the newsletter and if they don't like it, okay, I'm gone. But if they do like it, which has worked many times, then that's an ongoing client that I've just, that I've just established. So create an offer that's so good that people would say, people would be dumb to say no to. That's how you can stand out from all these people that are sending cold emails that are generic. Like, hey, I do video editing. Want me to edit your videos? Hey, I do Facebook ads. Um, want me to run your ads? Like, I've done this and this for this client. Dude, even for a small business and small channel that I have, I literally get 10 to 20 emails a day for people that want to edit my videos, and they're all the exact same script. You have to stand out. My thumbnail editor for YouTube, very, very good example. Joel, if you're listening to this, I love you, man. The the email that he sent me was the opening line was, Hey, well, I hate your truck. And for those of you that don't know, I used to make videos on my Toyota Tacoma back when I was in college. And so the first line was like, I hate your truck. And I, I opened the email because it's like, this dude just said he hated my truck, man. What the hell does he want? <laughs> so I opened the email and it was like, Hey, now that I've got your attention, like I'm, this is my name. This is where I live. These are the kind of results I have. Like, that dude stood out and he still works with me today and he does a great job. And so all that to say, you have to have something that sticks out from the crowd. If you're going to do this cold outreach, get these client potential clients from these lead sourcing agencies, uh, lead sourcing platforms, excuse me, like Apollo.io, Hunter.io, and then put them into an automated system like instantly or do this manual cold outreach. If you stay to the end of the podcast, please leave a review and um, and comment and and uh, give us a follow on Spotify. I really do appreciate it. Uh, guys, I'm going to be doing this a lot more, like I said in the last episode um, in 2024. So please be a follower of the podcast. I look forward to growing this in the future. I hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week and let's kick 2024 to Bye.